But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. Coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in downtown, beautiful, sunny Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. We are checking it out all... Oh, chop, whatever. Chopping uh, it up. That's it. From the <laughs> from the Cabinet Creation Sports Desk right here on a feel-good Friday. So I hope everybody's feeling good. I, for one, am not. <laughs> so I got to stop. Like, as much as I... I talk a big game. I do. I, I say, I'm going to go out. I'm going to rage. I'm going to have a good time. Like, 3rd of July was at Big Shots last night. I'm like, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to, I'm just going to have the time of my life. And um, I bet way too much money on the game because I wanted to go to the Ranger game tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. That sucked. Um, lost my bet there, so that was no bueno. Uh, but anyway... It is Sturgeon Gooch, as I said before. We want to thank you guys for checking us out here on a Friday. If you're new to the channel, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the network, and subscribe to the channel, and subscribe to pretty much everything we got to offer, including patreon.com. You can forward uh, you can forward slash forward slash chop sports. I'm on a roll today. Um, yeah, so this is how to support the show, support Chop Sports. You can go on over to Patreon.com. We do this show each and every day at 11 o'clock for free, so we would love some support. So we already have it, and we're, we're getting massive support from multiple, multiple family members, friends. It's great. Uh, so if you want to support Chop Sports in a monetary way, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. Uh, like I said already, please like the video. That would do wonders for us. Also, Dat Chat is one of our social media partners. It is a brand new social media platform. They're doing something with the blockchain. Do you have any idea what that means? No. I don't either. I, I'm, I'm I feel like it has something to do with an email. I've heard of that. No, 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 email. no, 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 no. It's got something to do with like the NFTs and like, like virtual uh, contracts. And it's just like, it's the way of the world. <laughs> it's the way of the future. And that's what's going to happen. But I have not gotten into it there's so many people out there with the nft stuff and i'm just very, like i have very, no idea what it is very intimidating you know how many people have tried to explain nfts to me and i'm just like oh oh okay all right and then the, you're like hey the what's best, an NFT? i'm like the best no it was idea. ever explained to me was by rube the first time i ever even heard of him and that was a year and a half ago and ever since then i've i've tried to give the explanation to, to people that don't know and i have no idea how to explain it <laughs> so i'm like basically, oh, it's like it's a like moment a, frozen in time digitally yeah, and it's, I'm, it's basically like can a, you screenshot an online, an online collectible. Yeah, but it's just like it's it's if, taken if we're, over. If like, we're thinking in terms of athletes, which is where we go with almost everything, right. it's like a baseball card, but on the internet. There you go. So, Kyle, thank you for that coming in. There is your explanation. Uh, it is a blockchain is a virtual space where you buy and sell digital currency, crypto, NFTs, that kind of stuff. Well, then there you go. Um, I'm just not a. Uh, That's how you used to buy like weed online. When it was still illegal, you were able to buy drugs through the through the internet and use blockchain. What up, JoJo? Good morning to you and uh, Scoop. Yo, Cougars and Cubs night. Oh yeah, so he's going to AC. Uh, he's going to uh, Atlantic City Beer Fest uh, this weekend. I went once for my best friend's brother's bachelor party, and I was hungover for five days, and it was like trapped in my chest, and it was like the. the have you ever been to like a beer fest? Yeah, it's not my thing. I'm just saying that like they give you this little cup. And yeah. they're like, oh, you can go sample. Go, go get but there's hammered. no such thing for me as sampling. It's just like, oh. I just can't uh, do beer uh, like that throughout the day when it's 
actual beer. If you give me like 25 Miller Lights, I could probably pace myself properly. But when it's like, try this IPA or try this, then by the end of the third... It's a 19-pointer. I'm like, the third little, little sample, I'm like trashed. One... Cane head high and I'm feeling woozy. Oh, that's my brother's stuff. He likes that cane stuff. I, I when I, during the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the pandemic, I was uh, I was exploring into the world of craft beers and all that yeah. stuff, and I was just like, this is great. And then, like people try to warn me, they're like, hey, um, careful, you can't drink them like you drink a Miller Light. And I'm like, yeah, sure you can. And like it was just a mess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you want to hang out and drink beers with us, you can do that on Sunday, June the 26th, as we present to you our first annual Chop Sports Barbecue uh, on Sunday, June the 26th. I probably just said that. 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Merrill Park in Island, Woodbridge, Colonia. You know where you're at. If you know where Merrill Park is, we're in like, what is it? Uh, like Section 2 or... Uh, what the Grove hell? 2. Grove 2. There Grove you go. Grove 2. Uh, so if you want to show up... Sports sign <clears throat> flag. In fact, yesterday... Uh, I met an interesting uh, person, and it just so happened to be the wife of the owner of Jersey Boys Pizza. So, or I, that, that's what they call it, right? Pizza Boys, Jersey Boys, something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. to that effect over in Avenel. And I said to them, I said, "Look, you know, we need a, a couple trucks. We need we need food. You know, it's like it's one thing for us to get burgers and hot dogs and the typical barbecue stuff, but you know, me, I need my pizza, right? So I was like, she's we like, don't oh, even need a truck. Just send fifty <clears throat> pies." Well, they got a truck that they cook on the spot. Oh. And I'm like, well, then. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the only way that we could get the truck there is if they're just giving it away. Like, yeah, no, I know. They can't sell. Yeah. I, I, I'm well aware. Um, because I talked to, uh, you know, like I said, I talked to a bunch of them. Peeps. I'm just trying to help out. We're by ourselves again today. Literally today. This is like the first like really alone day that we have together. We've had one. <laughs> <Aww>. um, <laughs> pause we've had we've had a couple over the past couple weeks no i'm saying no I, rob I no interns sure, i wasn't sure if you were going to be here today because i knew that you were out getting hammered uh, and i wasn't fell asleep i wouldn't say stand, hammered fell asleep standing up in the um i was a little, midway through the third quarter of i the was NBA feeling finals. like weekend at bernie's a little bit towards the end of the game i was just like mm, man i just i need to go home yeah i can't do the it's, weekday drink no you know more. what i think i'm gonna retire uh from weekday drinking unless it's a function that we have to be at now is this like a, a retirement or is this like a tom brady retirement and next week when when like free agency hits and all the boys are going out and they're like the Rangers are in Game Six and you're like you know what I just it's I, Thursday I don't know if it's worth it anymore Steph's to gonna feel go like to, this Steph's gonna go to her her mom's with the kids <laughs> so I think I got a night that's that's what we're gonna get yeah but the, uh, one of the best nights that I've had when the when the kids and the and everybody go away home. is when I'm home just sitting there like doing nothing moving no limbs just not moving watching TV that's what I got to do going forward what happened to the ex con oh he had a baby he so his his <laughs> The birth of his son <laughs> on Wednesday. So, yeah, so congratulations you know, obviously, again. Obviously, you know we know the show comes first. Daddy. But in certain cases, we gotta give the we gotta give the guy a couple days. Speaking, Danny Grasso, I actually have a question. Maybe you could chime in. They the were comments. in full force last night. The Grasso the, the dynasty are, was out uh, last night, dominating the uh, the scene over at Big Shot. Yeah, they were. But I know that we got our boys, uh, John Paz and Brian Saldano, the newest NIL member, uh, Chop Sports athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, I think pretty sure that there's a tournament coming up this weekend, and. I didn't reach out to Paz. I didn't reach out to Saldano yet, but I saw I did reach out to Saldano in a way of sending him PayPal, yeah, yeah, I, and, and so, I, said, I said good luck in the PayPal message. Um, but I saw their names on the list on flowwrestling.com, so oh, okay. I'm just curious to know, Dan, if you could provide the people, and by the people I mean myself, with how to view said match. Is it is there a way we could get some backdoor links so we could see our boys yeah, show love, out? Yeah, I would love to watch. But I think this is like a, I don't know if it's, 
what it does for their standing in terms of their, the national rankings, but it's basically a tournament where 20-year-olds can enter Nine, uh, 21, 22. Yeah, but you said Saldano's going, Saldano's going up in age. 18, and I'm pretty 12. sure he's in the 20 and under bracket. So yeah, we'll see what our boys can do. Take care of business. Um, and good luck to them this weekend. You know what I also saw last night live, almost? We kind of kind of flirted with perfection yesterday with the Yankees. Seven innings, perfect game going into the eighth. Um, and then Tyon, not only did he lose his perfect game, he lost the lead. <laughs> like I was like, all right, bro, all you right said, time to go. You sent me a text. You're like, Grasso's in the building, and I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like we're in the middle of a deep conversation in the group chat about the perfect what, game. What might possibly be a perfect game, and then all of a sudden I get a text from Dave on the side saying Grasso's in the building. I completely forgot you were out at the bar. <laughs> I'm thinking like, what did he text you from the game? Like you guys dating? But um, I love the entire yeah, family. Well, thank you, Grasso. I appreciate you for keeping me updated. Let me know how it goes down. So. We've, uh, you know, flirted with a perfect game last night. Yankees wound up winning that game, which, again, great. Uh, sweep a day-night doubleheader. Um, and it seems to me that it's coming to fruition that Otani might just be a little overrated. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The guy not only gives up, I think, what is he, give up four, four runs and then got picked off as a batter. Like, uh, picked off by Nasty Nestor. And I'm like, it's not good. Like, this, it's what? I just realized I didn't fix the, the Rangers graphic. I don't care. And I'm not sure what Pullman's saying about 6-3. It's 6-3, you jackasses. Today is 6-3. What did I say? Oh, did I did I title this show wrong? Yep. No, I didn't. What, what's wrong? I'm looking at my graphics. I, I started, yeah. you induced a panic. I got sweat dripping down my rib cage now. Oh, versus yesterday being 7-3. No, it's the name of the band, Ken. <laughs> the name of the band is the 3rd of July. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get with it. Get cultured. It says 6-2. Where? Where? Yeah, am I missing something? Was it a graphic? No, I. Where I'm looking all over the place, and you're driving me nuts. I'm looking on YouTube over here, right. the feed over here. No, I think we're good because I'm looking as well, and I haven't seen one. If I see it, it's not that big of a deal. It's we'll not. Be, we'll it's not. Right. But now that I'm now paranoid about the date somewhere, um, it's so stupid and silly that I'm doing that. Anyway, Yankees get that win, big win for them. The Mets get shut out for the first time this season on the west uh, on the left coast. Uh, Ten o'clock start. That was brutal. Um, but the story was losing Lindor in pregame and they went and interviewed him and he said that after his massage which got to tread lightly nowadays man you got to be careful francisco it says six one i think aj is just trolling now at this point dude settle down dave I'm, we're good i'm gonna we're lose good. it we're good <laughs> i'm gonna lose it that was well played aj if that is that's troll level 10 i don't know if 10. that's a troll now I, I feel like it is i feel like it is all right anyway so anyway the mets get shut out Francisco Lindor slams his finger in a door, and he's ruled out immediately. Um, guys, 530. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with all you guys. I'm done with every single one of you. Um, that was a troll job. Thank you, AJ. You're the man. Uh, yeah, so so speaking of AJ and his Mets, they don't get the job done. I can't understand, like, how... Like how it only happens to the Mets, didn't? What's this guy like fall off a horse and he was out for the entire year? Yeah, but Cespedes? but I don't think that Lindor's gonna be at risk of. We well, said he couldn't even grip a baseball yesterday. Time. Maybe it first happened. I think it'll be all right. It's just crazy. Like it is. Did, it is unfortunate, obviously, because any type of non-baseball injury keeping a guy out sucks. And then you want to know what really happened because there's obviously. If something does happen that's bad and you're by yourself, I'm going to make some shit up. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get this void in my contract. Right. But, yeah, hopefully for the Mets' sake and for Lindor's sake and for baseball's sake that he's okay. They got a four-game stretch out there with the Dodgers, and if they want to grab at least one of them or two of them, he needs to be in the lineup. So. That's, 
they could still win some games. I understand that, but I, you know, I think it would be beneficial if he gets of back course, on the field. Of course, especially the way he's been swinging the bat of late. Lindor's right. probably the hottest he's been since he's joined the Mets a couple years back. What else we got in the news? Ah, so uh, Mr. Nike. Was it Phil Knight? Yeah, right? Whatever. Yeah, Knight. Knight. He's yeah. trying to buy the Blazers. So apparently the asking price or the bid is for $2 billion. It got shut down right away, though. Did it? Yeah, like... They came Remember out. I asked you if it was a conflict of interest being that he was Nike or it, but he stepped I, down in 2016 see, I read. See, so. I'm pretty sure I've read multiple articles over the past couple months saying that Portland was definitely up for sale. I don't know if it's a conflict thing because money's money, but I think the 2 billion dollar number for any sports franchise at this point is a low ball offer. I don't low think, ball? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Well, according to this article that I read, right now Knight is worth 50 billion dollars. So I think maybe it is a low ball offer. <laughs> Pony up a couple more bill to get an NBA yeah, franchise. You're seeing, I've seen, he went to Oregon. I've, he graduated there, so he's trying the to UFC stay just home. Sold for four billion. I would. I don't know that the UFC is necessarily worth more or less than a the Portland Trailblazers Trailblazers organization. Might be close. I don't know, man. That Portland's been around a while. Like, yeah, no, NBA I know, team, but, they they have, have, but they have a bigger back. Yeah, but how much money have they made in in, in recent years? You know what I mean? Like, a they're ton. You want to know why? Because it's it's all to do with the networks. The owners are, I tell you this all the time, or people this all the time, um, it's really not about attendance in the NBA. That does help, but it's all about the TV deals. So the owners are getting paid. Is that, is that collectively? That's one deal, right? Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, $2 billion I feel like is a low number. Well, Scoop coming in, I don't know if this is accurate or not. Blazers are worth like $2.05 billion. So he's coming in trying to get them at cost. So if they're <laughs> exactly a little bit less than cost, and when you're going to have, when you're bidding on something, the typical bid... I guess would be the low offer first, but they didn't say that they didn't accept a bid. They said that they're not for sale. They said we're not selling, which I think is a uh, direct 180 from what I've been hearing the last couple months. I got to check something as I go. Ready? Uh, name tags? No. See, it's what the fuck? <laughs> like I'm still losing my mind here. They're still in the comments. I know we're good. I'm just losing my mind. All right. So anyway, that that one's cold water poured all over it. That sucks for him. Couple retirements happened yesterday. Very sad, sad day for the NFL to lose two legends. One of them being Ryan Fitzmagic, ladies and gentlemen. He retires after 17 years in the NFL. Um, he's played for like nine teams. Feels like 32. Uh, my brother more. met him at the Cheesecake I Factory. He, I think he played for 17 teams. I thought it was 17 years. I know. All right, so but in any event, teams. I think it's a more than nine. Though. I thought I said nine, but anyway, what a career! Did you see the tweet? Or the text message that he sent Bro, out? is that every single Very player he's impressive. ever played with? I, I don't know because I didn't count them. I mean, look. I didn't count but them either, but it looked like I would like imagine a, that there was, by proxy, have to be some guys that were left out. Maybe like roster cuts. And I guarantee like maybe that was like his offensive line and receivers. And no, like, there was a lot of guys on there, and I don't know if there was anything to like the guys that were a little bit bigger and more pronounced that were his closer friends. Either way, a very cool way to go out and recognizing all the people that he played with. And when you look back, you're saying a sad time. I feel like a guy like Fitzpatrick, he he maximized everything he was going to get out of the league. He got paid a ton of money. He was able to be the journeyman. And while you would like to, as your NFL quarterback, to go in and do it all in one city, when you see the way he did it, and he was one of the most liked guys in any locker room he's yeah. ever been in, yeah. I don't know a single person that doesn't, at least think Fitzpatrick is a funny guy. You know, he might not be the Dude, best. Remember when he showed up like dressed like Deshaun, guy, Ra but, Deshaun Jackson? It goes on stuff. and on. He was it. He was sitting in the end zone with the Bills Mafia, 
<laughs> and he's on the Washington Commanders <laughs> roster in a playoff game. To me, that's that's it right there. That's what you want out of a guy that. And you know what? You say said, I say uh, he's going to get paid more on TV than he ever did in the NFL now because he's a personality and he's a genius. He has a yeah. You wander lick out the ass, right? I went mean, to like, Harvard. Went to Harvard. So smartest wander quarterback lick out the ever. Ass. Wander lick out. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand why it's over that. to manscape.com yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting yourself a wander lick out the ass and yeah, um, but yeah frank very gore, smart dude the frank gore thing I yeah think frank, frank gore very he upset was boxing about it. like a couple months he ago he did knock he the christ twice. out of somebody he boxed twice he lost to darren williams and then he had like a little rebound he wasn't going to go out like that and i think he's done boxing now i mean you would think he, uh, he, he can go out there and say i tried it you know what I mean? I, I did to go, it. He scratched that itch. Good for Frank Gore. I felt like he was already retired. Where do you think uh, Frank Gore ranks in like all time, all time? Like, I mean, stats don't lie. He's up there. He's at, like, I think he's like fourth or yeah, fifth or something I'm like that. Maybe even I'm, third. I'm not. If you don't recall, or if you do recall, we did a, a little thing that we put out on our YouTube shorts. All 13 people that saw it. <laughs> Um, have watched my my. You know, so, you're turning into Palumbo, just so you know. I don't know that. Well, I'm talking about that specific YouTube Ooh. short that nobody looked at. Right. Every time I see it, I'm uh, shrink smaller and smaller inside. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Frank Gore is even in the top ten of backs that I've seen play. That's not to take away anything from Frank that Gore. you've seen play. So I mean, yeah. again, that's a totally different. That yeah. means for the last thirty five so, like, years, he has more rushing yards than Marshall Falk. Let's be real. You know, like the guy, the impact that Falk made on his team was just. I despise Marshall Falk. Nonetheless, you understand. Frank Gore, really good player. I say a compiler um, in the sense that he was able to, the, he sustained the ability to be productive in the NFL, whether it be through ball security or like your boy Zeke. He's really good at picking up the blitz. And <laughs> Funny. He's solid three yards a carry for the last like 10 years. And when you add that up over the significant amount of carries he's gotten, I yeah. can't put him in the top 10 or even in the top 15. Um, I know that, that I might get probably ripped, ripped for no, that. No, I don't think he should be ripped for that. I mean, it, it's like he's like Ryan just chimed in and said, you know, he's just had a long ass career. So yeah. it's like, it's hard to say, like, he's not one of the We're best at to like ever do Omar it because Vizquel, he's been there forever. Omar Vizquel was like not really a great Loved hitter. Omar Known Vizquel. for his fielding. You look at his career hit totals and they're pretty high considering he wasn't known for his bat but it's because he played 49 years <laughs> him so, and julio franco and, are still playing and not right only now. did he play 49 years his glove was so good that it kept him in the lineup the entire time so yeah i wouldn't say that I frank Gore is the equivalent of omar Vizquel. he's a hall of famer in my mm -hmm. book but i don't know that he's a first ballot considering some of the other you don't guys. think frank Gore's first ballot i think he'll get fame? in because of where he stands on the all-time list but i don't think that if you look at some other guys that may or may not, like, would you say that Frank Gore was a better running back than Thurman Thomas? I can't, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I can't, but that, I mean, it's a great, that, that's a great comparison, you, by the but way. Are you putting Thurman Thomas in your top 10 all time? Not many people are. This one is the, uh, where, where is it? That's crazy. No, that's actually is crazy. No, Ken Palm. There it is. The, the comment, Ken Palm. Listen, he was a running back who lasted forever as a running back. Yeah, no. The, the life expectancy of a running back now is like I have three hard, years. This, this happens all the time. This happened to me with the Jimmy Butler thing. It's <laughs> It happens a lot where I get caught, you know, going against the grain. Red what I actually Like a guys that I like. Like I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan, so I didn't like spending the last two weeks trying to find reasons to bash the guy that I've been talking up for the past five years. Same thing with Frank Gore. I'm not sitting here trying to bash him, but you asked me where he stands in the all-time list. There's some really, really good players. Case in point of Shady, 
Shady McCoy is not as good as Frank Gore, but he was a really good Chris player. Johnson or Frank Gore? Frank Gore. Frank Gore. But but CJ2K had that one year. Everybody thought he was going to light the world on fire. So in terms of the, the peak talent level, maybe Chris Johnson, but he couldn't sustain it. Frank right. Gore was just consistent, and we all know. We all watch football. Yeah. So you know? Has Frank Gore been um, fantasy relevant in a decade? Uh, no. No. A scoop coming in saying Fred Taylor better than Frank Gore. No. No. I don't think so either. Stop it. Sorry, Scoop. Uh, you lose that one. But anyway, so speaking of the game that I watched in uh, agony last night. So we're yeah, saying I, Gore's a Hall of Famer. Yes, Sam. Yes. That's I'm, that's where I'm at with it, too. I think he's a Hall of Famer. That's I, just, I, yeah, I mean, I, don't I, don't, I just said I'm pretty sure that he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I don't think he should be. But I wouldn't be like, Frank Gore, first ballot? That's crazy. He's fourth all time. So right. at the end of the day, the yards are the yards. But... What kind of impact were a lot of those, the last 5,000 of those yards? I don't know that they were really, you know, chugging There's a little bit of a compilage. Yeah, yeah, chug it all, baby. All right, anyway, so last night, uh, game one of the NBA Finals. And let me tell you something. I, I had high hopes. Early on, I had high hopes that the Warriors were going to kind of run away with this thing. They got a nice little lead in the beginning. Uh, they were hitting their shots. Everything was working. But, man, oh, man, that fourth quarter. And uh, somebody decided to drop 26 right on your nose, Gooch, and that's Al Horford. I know, dude. <laughs> you didn't even think he'd be on the postseason roster at this point. And my man hits six three-pointers last night. Like, he was dude, very uncharacteristic, obviously. But, my goodness, what a performance by the Celtics. They went on the road. They took care of business. And now this series has a completely, completely different look and feel to it so like it, it's just like i thought to myself if boston was going to have a, a a chance here and look i took boston in six i you know i'm sorry golden state in six so in order for it to get six boston's gonna have to win a couple games i just didn't think they were going to do it on the road i really didn't i thought the warriors would kind of run them out of the gym for a couple then you would get that one pickoff game in boston and then like a couple little you know things here and there but last night they were just, yeah. they're, everything was dropping. So this is one of those situations where I come in and I'm like completely, I've never been more wrong about something <laughs> in my entire life. I still somewhat feel that way about the series. Um, Al Horford didn't play terrible the first three quarters, but he wasn't necessarily taking over the game. If you saw the way the first three quarters went, I mean, at least the first and the third, that's the Warriors team that I expected to see the entire game. But man, when... You could sit here and say what you want about the Warriors and the, their performance in the fourth quarter. It wasn't good on either side of the ball. But the Celtics didn't miss a shot. Barely they at all. They shot fifty percent throughout the game. But, that, but in the fourth quarter. No, in the fourth quarter they were on they were yeah, like, NBA and it wasn't just, he's on fire. And it, and like, it, wasn't, it, was it wasn't the guys that you would expect it to be. Jalen Brown played really well, but Jason Tatum struggled mightily in that game. And I said I don't think Al Horford has a place on the floor at all in this series and like i said i couldn't have been more wrong shout out to al horford in his finals appearance i'm pretty sure it's the most points by a celtics player making his finals debut maybe ever and the fourth quarter was just out of this world hitting three after three the game that to take the lead and then the one to like really put the dagger in them because golden state needed to stop after that timeout and they turned it over and right away horford again i'm i'm like is this a replay? I couldn't fucking believe it. That ugly Bill Cartwright looking jump shot that he took. Buckets though. Dude, it was every time you looked, they were hitting another big shot. And I was just like, man, I, I'm watching this bet dwindle away. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm talking to my boy on the text. I'm talking to, uh, texting Greg and I'm like, dude, like this, this sucks. Like, I know Kyle was coming in. Like everyone was just uh, 
splashing in the Splash Brothers' face, <laughs> mainly uh, Steph's face. But it was tough, man. Like that team defense was brutal. They were making all the extra passes. Uh, Golden State was one step behind the entire fourth quarter. Once they got, once things got out of hand, I think they were down twelve going in, and they won by twelve. So they out, got outscored by twenty four. We could talk about whatever we want. The Warriors can't have that breakdown late, and they'll be okay. This series isn't over. I know the recency bias is going to kick in mightily right now, and like the series is over. Everyone I don't think anybody can write that, that off. There's State's no way. Done. They no, played no, no, really no. well. They played really well for three you know, quarters, and they played like complete garbage in the fourth. An interesting, an interesting thing here is yesterday when we were talking about this series, you're like, well, in order for the you know the Celtics to be in it, Tatum has to be God mode. And it's crazy because he scored 12. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't See, I a big contributor. Think that he, they could. I, I have to admit it. Like, you know, I'm not giving the, the Celtics enough credit when they're matching up the Golden State. Obviously, after yesterday, just seeing that there's there's other factors that I'm not that I'm overlooking because I hate the Celtics. And as they get closer to winning, I find I try and find more reasons why they won't because I hate Boston. And it's like admitting it, but what are you going to do? You know, yeah. I'm not going to pick them t tomorrow either. Well, <laughs> thank God we won't be picking because. Yeah, well, I, I, I would, my, my gut says that the Warriors bounce back in a big way yes, uh, tomorrow. So, like, that's just like, I don't know what the spread is yet, and I'm sure it's coming out. Yeah, but I'm going to bring up Kyle's comment. That's a long one, so, yeah, yeah. bring it up big. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had to say something because literally I've said this for about Steph, uh, Steph Curry for years. Plays no defense and disappears in most fourth quarters. And it literally happened like that. Exactly yeah, like that. And there was like, there was a the over did hit, Johnny. And that's the only bet I did win. There was a <laughs> couple people over. that were saying like, there's nobody can stop Steph. And Steph was playing really good. And then he just didn't. It's interesting. Neither did anybody, though. What does that do for his legacy? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. He's a, we can't talk about him anymore because of one bad game. Here we go again. Well, I'll tell you what it will do to his legacy if they if they get walked on the way they did in the fourth quarter. It won't be good. And uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say recency bias that I bash everybody else for, and I was just caping up for this steps. Is but it will hurt because when you lose an NBA Finals, it, you see what it does to LeBron's legacy, like getting there and losing. But the thing is, LeBron is being compared specifically to Michael Jordan, where Steph is being compared to Kevin Durant, where you could find glaring deficiencies in his legacy as well. Interesting. Anyway, so that's game one. Game two will happen uh, tomorrow night. Probably. See, I won't complain about a nine o'clock start tomorrow night. It's Saturday. So, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yesterday, I'm like, this. I'm like, oh my God, who's going to win this game? And then obviously the bets start, you know, not playing out in my favor. So, therefore, it all sucked. Uh, people will look at him, see, uh, he scored a lot of points and completely ignore what actually happened. That's true because he went for 34. I did take a stupid prop bet last night. And it was like plus like 250 or something like that, where any player would score 35 points or more. Any player. Curry drops 34. I wanted to fuck punch somebody right in the face. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, how do they figure that out like that? Like, nobody on the court will score 35 points. I'm like, that's impossible. Somebody's got to go off. It's game one of the NBA finals. And then, sure as shit, Curry goes for 34, and that's it. And I'm like, well, all I needed was one more pointless bucket <laughs> to cash that bet. But no go. So, all right, that's game one. So, got a question for you, Gooch. Are you worried about your money? And if you'll run out in retirement... Are we ever going to be able to retire? No. Probably not, right? I'm good. Apparently, uh, from what I gather from the older folk, um, and when I say older folk, like my parents and like, you know, people that are in a, a completely different generation, they think that it's going to be like gone. 
like the, no social security. It'll be run out, tapped out, goodbye, no money. But if you're trying to not worry about that, there is a guy for that. And that's Michael Fusco of the Fusco Insurance Agency. You can go talk to Mike. He's, he'll work out a comprehensive retirement plan that gives you uh, security for greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help. As president of the Fusco Insurance Agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry less now. And I'm saying this all on camera uh, instead of using the trusty dusty graphic as Gooch is just trying to sift through the comments. <laughs> Call 718 He's still not listening to me. 701-578. Is everything okay? Yeah, were you talking to me? I just you're doing your read, so I'm kind of like Well, because I was looking I was waiting for the Fusco thing to cover my face as oh, I read into right. my I was trying to remember no no I don't have today. my notes. Uh, so I have to do this read. Anyway, you can call 718-701-5787. There it is, to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's free ski, folks. That's no cost to you. That's 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states so that's our boy michael fusco i actually talked to him yesterday a little bit so he's uh he's excited about the party he ordered a hat <laughs> you know what i mean so like, he's uh he's ready to rock too so thank you to fusco and of course special shout out to steve aspara of steveaspara.com who just launched ashmerefit.com uh which is her new fitness blogging pr website you go check it out it's a cute little page uh you can go check that out at ashmerefit.com made by steve aspara at steveaspara.com he also made shopsportsmedia.com so shout out to steve and of course it is june guys so i know i can celebrate soon uh you might be able to celebrate uh that you don't know of do you have any illegitimates no, no, running no. around no no no, no, no. <laughs> so. stop with that but yeah head on over to manscape.com and use the promo code chop sports to receive 20 percent off your entire order on anything that they have on their website uh, it also gives you free shipping to anywhere in the world i'm talking to you my canadian brethren so <laughs> Obviously, Father's Day is coming up this month, and they got the Father's Day package 2.0. It comes equipped with basically every single Did thing. Did you just give it a 2.0? I know. It says that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. And maybe we'll go 3.0. Father's Day package 3.0. Is that better? But anyway, sure. it comes with basically every item that we've ever talked about on here. The lawnmower 4.0 with the 400K LED light so you can navigate through the taint jungle. You have the crop and hair or crop and ball deodorant you have the exfoliator you have the crop razor 2.0 that couples with the lawnmower 4.0 to give you the most sleek down to your ball sack shave you'll ever get in your entire life <laughs> said it's so, so head on over to manscape.com use the promo code shop sports dad's gonna love it mom's gonna love it even more i promise you speaking on personal experience the house buying and house selling process is a Bitch, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, 
Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. There you go, baby. What's that date? What's that date on the... There's your 6-2 right there. It's on the thumbnail. Ah, That is my fault. It is your fault. It's all right. We'll switch it right after the show. No big deal. But thank you guys for uh, drawing attention to that and making us feel stupid. Um, Yeah. So anyway, tonight, ladies and gents, this graphic will come up and we're going to be like, you know what? We're going to leave the score up because it was that good of a score. The score is still left up from the other night. Oh, you fixed it. Ah, you you said you didn't fix it. Did you fix it in real time? Yeah, on the show. He doesn't pay attention to me at all when I talk. <laughs> that means he's fixing graphics. Tonight, Tampa Bay coming back to the garden. I thought you knew I was fixing it because you were, you. I, maybe that was just your real um, senseless dribble. Because <laughs> I thought you were like looked over at me and you were like, all right, he's doing this. So I'm going to just go and kind of carry this for another 30 seconds. So I was like, all right, Dave knows what's happening. No. And then I, it was like you were talking about the Celtics and how I picked Horford. And I was like, all right, Dave, got the. You got the Celtics for a second. I'm going to do this. Wow. Look at you, multitasker. Uh, Anyway, uh, game two tonight, ladies and gents. It is going down. 8 o'clock ESPN. The terrible coverage of the NHL playoffs continue as my beloved New York Rangers try to get two in New York. That would be so, so clutch. Um, I have a firm, firm belief that Tampa Bay will not be playing as as poorly as they did the other night. They're warmed up. There's no more break. There's no more lag. Um, I think that... um, it's going to be a, a much much tighter. I'm not sure the, game. the stat that that Toast came up with, but it was a pretty telling stat that Tampa Bay is definitely not going to lay down in this one. I think they're undefeated coming off of a loss or something in the. Playoffs. I think they won 17 straight, and that was Rube who came up with the stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 straight wins after a loss in the playoffs. I think so. So it'll be interesting to see if the Rangers but, could take but it down. But something's got to give because the Rangers, how many home playoff games have they won in a row? All of them since Game One of the first round. So. You know, something's got to give here. Nothing will give. We will keep scoring goals. I was with Dr. Sean yesterday. We made this agreement, and I think it's going to be, you know, if we win this series for whatever reason, and we get to the cup, the East is going to win the cup. If Tampa gets there, they three-peat. If the Rangers get there, they're going to win it. The West doesn't look as appealing uh, as the East. So that's that's just our thoughts. Um, Can't really guarantee anything, but whatever. uh, See, like, I don't know much about hockey, and I will say this, though, but there's two separate times in this postseason specifically where the Rangers didn't look too appealing and they fought back. So one of these teams might dig deep and find something. They're obviously in the, down to the Final Four for a reason. And understanding what the boys were saying the other day or all week that there's some offensive firepower out west without the goalies. So you never know. Yeah. I'm, I still think Tampa Bay wins uh, nine more games. <laughs> Everybody calm Not down. Even possible? No, no, I don't, I don't think it's possible, eight. but... Uh, at this point, all they have to do is win eight. eight. Yes, the Rangers are seven wins away from. I have no idea how. And I will tell works. you this: if for whatever reason, again, I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. If the Rangers <laughs> go to the Cup and they win the damn thing for the first time since '94, um, there will be no Dave on Parade Day. <laughs> like you could be here with Rob. Rob will probably come with me. He's a new Rangers fan, or at least a resuming Rangers fan. So Scoop will be at the Canyon of Heroes as well. He's a brand new Rangers fan. Uh, the Rangers Parade will be out of control. I will do a remote broadcast from New York City, right there in Manhattan. Um, anyway, but so Scoop, don't want to get ahead of myself. What are you doing here, buddy? Money back if it doesn't hit. I don't know. Is there a bet happening that I missed? Is that a promo code or is that a a 
Money back guarantee. What if the, what, is this on scoop? I'll put five hundred dollars on it right now. Uh, what is it? You're gonna give me five hundred if it loses. But what, what's the bet? Over saves for Vasilevsky, twenty six and a half. That should probably hit. That should probably hit. I mean, I'm not saying like we're not gonna score. I'm just saying there's gonna be a lot of shots. Yeah, the Rangers have been very aggressive. So twenty seven saves. Yeah. Well, look, I. I hope he has zero saves, okay? But I, I, you would assume that the amount of volume that the Rangers have put on him in game one might be the same thing twice. Um, I read an interesting article. Well, you read an interesting article, and you brought it up. Uh, it was on the old ESPN, and it brought out a article kind of like with predictions of the rookies and who will have the biggest impact in the NFL uh, this season. So right away, what's the, you know, they latch on with your new team. Let me just read off some predictions and maybe we can kind of debate on who's the best of the best. So they put five quarterbacks up. They predicted five quarterback stats and touchdowns. Here, what we'll do is what? rather than go through the go quarterbacks only right now, right? And okay. then we'll talk about it and then we'll get into the receiving. Okay, okay. So okay. we don't have to like. Yeah. yeah, fine. All right. So here it is. So the leading rookie will be Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll throw for 2,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. That leads me to believe that Pickett's going to play half the season if they're predicting this kind of stat. Yeah, well... Because half, half of that would be a 5,000-yard season. Obviously, he's not... I don't think that they're predicting him to play half. That looks like a little bit more than half to me because there's no way that he projects for 4,600 yards and 24 touchdowns as a rookie. They, the Steelers do mm -hmm. have, I guess, a decent receiving core. We have to see what Pickens is able to do. But right now, they just brought in... Jonathan Johnson really guy. came on. I mean, he's good. you got to imagine that there's going to be a longer leash than six weeks for a guy like Trubisky because they're, it's a new system, and you would expect there to be a little bit of a learning curve. And I also don't think they're going to be asking Trubisky to do much throwing the ball early. It's going to be a very dumbed-down offense like it always was in Chicago with him. So I don't think that any of the quarterbacks are going to eclipse their predictions. So this was probably the worst draft class out of quarterbacks in my – I don't want to say my lifetime because you never know what turns out of these guys, but going into this season, I just don't – I don't think we see – Maybe even one quarterback get a start. Maybe two. Maybe maybe one. Well, following Pickett is Matt Corral of the Carolina Panthers. He's predicted to do nineteen hundred and thirty-one yards, nine touchdowns. So um, that also leads me to believe that the Sam Darnold project will start this year and kind of just go throughout until Carolina gets completely pissed off enough where the fans are chanting for Corral to come back in or come in and make his debut, and then that'll be the end of Sam so Darnold again. Like, it's again. I want to. It's hard because. This is ESPN. It's like a couple. It's like me and you sitting down and predicting like what we think. Maybe they're using some type of analytics and oh, they, of course they running, are. Running they can't things, just come out of the sky. Out. It can. I don't know. It can because I could do it. I could be like, oh, I think he's going to start eleven games, and you know, I could. Definitely yeah, well, I feel like it. if you're going to put an article like this on ESPN but Plus, look, these guys got to go to do camp. A little they all have to go compete for jobs. They have to compete to work their way up or down the depth chart, for that matter. And all that stuff is is fluid at this point. So. You could look at the ESPN's projections in two months when camp is underway and you kind of have see who's working with the ones and the twos and get a better idea. So this is way early. It's what it is to me is that they clearly no quarterback is starting out of the gate. No. None. No, right? because that's I don't what, think a, I don't think predicting. I don't think Kenny Pickett would win the starting job and then get benched. That's what they're predicting. I don't know that Kenny Pickett even is the backup out of the gate. To be fair, uh, Matt Corral obviously has the best chance because of the unproven commodity in a Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. You would think Malik Willis might have a chance. 
Well, I don't, I don't know about the Malik Willis one. That one doesn't make any sense. They're predicting him to throw for 191 yards and a touchdown, meaning he'll get like a, a cleanup job at the end of one game or something like that, or go in a, a games out of reach or whatever. Yeah, so we but the even... interesting one is actually Desmond Ritter, uh, Ritter for the Falcons. They're predicting 1,791 yards, 10 touchdowns. So do you think, just based off of feel about what the Falcons could do with their offense, like is Mariota on a short leash right off the rip? Like no, they I, signed the guy to, to to make him the starter. I don't no? think like, anybody out of the gate is like considered to be on a short. I think leash. Sam Darnold. Is. I think when you say what they brought in Mariota to do was to do exactly what he's going to do. He's going to be the starter. They're going to not really win that many games because of him. He might be able to have them win games. Ah, uh, here we go with him. The Arlovsky list. Right? But I think that the projection lends to the idea that he hasn't stayed healthy at any point when he's given the opportunity in his career. So you could expect that to happen. And then you may, may see Ritter get some. And then rounding out is uh, Sam Howell for the Washington commanders, uh, 52 yards, zero touchdowns. So again, and an honorable mention from Kyle coming in from the comments. He's a Brock big, Purdy. big, big fan of Brock Purdy. 49ers trade Jimmy. Trey Lance gets hurt. Brock Purdy wins a playoff game. Team Brock. Against the Packers. The Packers. <laughs> Everybody knew that. Fucking um, Brock. So that those those are the rookie quarterbacks of note. Um, this is where it starts to get fun for me. Because yes. the rookie quarterbacks, we so all know that they suck. What do you got? Ibby coming in here. Oh, he's the resident Falcon fan. He has to be on a short leash because of the team being bad. They got to see Ritter play because if they are a top three pick again, it's a quarterback. Then unless Ritter plays out, I, I agree with that. They got to see what they have in this kid quick if they're gonna suck. You know, if they're looking like you know a five six win team right now, which again very doable, right? Um, I see that being like, okay, we got to see what we have in this kid. Because if not, I don't know how strong the so, quarterback class is so right now for next year, but it's got to be better two than this things year. things have to happen. He has to play bad first, right? Who? Oh, Mariota. But I don't know yeah. that what Ibby's saying is can really says like short leash. I don't. I think that they're, if that's going to happen, then there's that plan in place anyway. They're anticipating being a bad team, and they might have it like, okay, if we're out of it now, it wouldn't be considered a short leash. It might just be a move to make for the future and to see what we got. You think you think they have this this plan in their head? Like be, by week five, Ritter's. It in. might not like, be because Mariota's not playing well. It's like the team's not playing well, and we have to see what we have out of this guy so we can okay. get some real analysis on it. Makes but sense. He might not even be good in camp. He might be the third quarterback. You see that all the time. Where you know Jordan Love was drafted in the first round, and he didn't dress once his rookie season. There was the COVID thing, but still, nonetheless, right? He wasn't the backup just because they drafted him. Um, you got to earn it. The running backs, I really, I mean. To me, this is just kind of, I have no idea. because Outside of Brees Hall, who's projected on this thing to be a 1,000-yard rusher in his first year, what do we, like, that That would, to me, like, it took 17 games for Zeke to get over 1,000 last year. You know what I mean? And he had a bad year. You're telling me that this guy's going to get 1,000 with Carter on the team? Yeah. That's that's a lot of running. I'm that's a lot say, of running I'm not yards. saying he's going to get 1,000, definitely, but I think he's clearly the, the lead back when it comes to the rookies, and that's not a debate. No, me. it's not a debate because I'm looking at these I other names. Will, I don't even know I half the guys are. I think he will pace the Jets in carries. <laughs> I think Michael Carter isn't necessarily a first and second down back. You saw that when the way he was used in at UNC. It was Javante Williams usually being the, the first, second down guy, and Michael Carter comes in. He's a nice change of pace. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. He's the t prototypical third down back in the NFL right now. And 
you need a guy, the, the jet system, they're going to rely heavily on the run. They're going to rely on the tight end. They're going to rely on these things because it's a young quarterback. So I can easily see them handing the ball off a ton. If he's able to stay healthy, I could see a thousand yards in his future. Um, there haven't been many. This is the one that Kyle brings up the one that I'm thinking of right off the rib is Ken, Ken Walker to third. He, if he actually starts in Seattle, which again, yeah, that Seattle running back room has lot. always been a mystery. I, I think that there's outside some guys, of Carson, there's some guys right now that that are solid middle to late round picks out of these running backs. And as camp materializes and injuries take place, some of these guys might head up the list and be like, put it this way: Isaiah Spiller, he has great um, handcuff value at this point. If Austin Eckler gets injured, which which is, is kind is of usually always the case situation, then he could be the lead back on that offense with that quarterback and those receivers with that defense, he ends up uh, he playing himself into a first round talent. If he gets the job, right? That has to be an injury there. But if Austin Eckler goes down, you could easily see Isaiah Spiller shoot right up draft board. So definitely I would be targeting him. And I hate to say this, but I, I'm not going to say I would target him over Zeke, but like reason being is this ready, ready. <laughs> yeah. Ready. I think I'm ready. That, I think that there's a point in this season where, where Spiller is a clear better option, but week to week it'll be Zeke, and he might he might finish better. But the weeks that you know you could start Spiller, it will be because Eckler's out, and it's like you're definitely starting him. It takes the debate out. Zeke, you're always going to be like flex number two. If you draft Zeke in fantasy football, you're starting him every week. You just are. There's no. There's no. Oh, he might be my flex. Like now, you're drafting Zeke. To be one of your starting see, running backs. That's not that's not necessarily true. I can't say I was the reason I being I cannot see anybody benching it. Zeke. It. I'm gonna explain it. If you draft Zeke in the third round, right? Mm -hmm. And then you drafted a running back already, you have a receiver already, right? Oh. And now you're talking about you you start two wideouts and you have four good ones on your team, right? But in the seventh <laughs> round, you hit on a rookie running back that gets the starting job. It's week three. Now he's like clearly a, a lead back wherever he's at a clear bonafide number two fantasy back. That's your second back now, right? So Zeke now becomes a flex option, and he gets into that mix with... It's a pretty good goddamn flex option if you think about it. But you're not starting him every week if you have mm -hmm. also... If you also have, let's just say, a Juju <laughs> on your bench, or a... Whoever your third... DJ Moore is your third receiver, or an Amari Cooper, or something like here's that. Here's some strategy from Rube. All right, here's what you do. You don't draft Zeke. <laughs> there, there you go. There is the strategy. Uh, Ryan coming in. That's, a, that's why people lose fantasy. They use reputation over common sense. False. I drafted Zeke third overall last year and made it to the finals and but lost you lost <laughs> i lost to my brother which he earned it all right it's, we've been doing this league for 17 years he's never won one so i kind of like i gave it i gave it to him you know what i mean like you can have this one kid and um so i'll stay i'll die on the hill of you know you, zeke in the third or aj Dillon in the seventh or sixth. I'm taking, I'm taking that same value in the sixth let's move over to a more interesting one uh the receivers okay wait wait, wait. i want to uh, go back to running backs for a second, Damian Pierce, he's probably going to start out of the gate, and that's a low projection for him if he does. He's that is a very low projection. His projection, according to this article, if he starts, is 591. Again, I, I don't think these projections are based off of, like, that. these are based off the depth chart right now. So right now, they're probably predicting that Damian Pierce does not start in Houston. They still got, what's the guy over there? Who? I'm a white guy. I'm drawing a blank. David right Johnson? No. <laughs> Marlon Mack. They do have Marlon Mack. Hmm. So Interesting. That's his and Rex Burkhead. Damn, sexy Rex so making his rounds he, around the league. That's the two guys that he has to that's right, he's been battle there. with. I think Pierce is probably the most talented back, but I think he's a fourth round pick. 
So that could be playing against him because it's just a pedigree, but we'll see. All right. I think he'll get a lot of looks this year. Um, then the then one that on. we can get uh, a little bit more interested about is the receivers because it was very receiver heavy this year in the draft. Um, this one starts with a Drake London, who now will be playing with the Atlanta Falcons, catching balls from said Mariota and or Ritter. Uh, 967 yards for Drake London. So that leads it. Uh, after that, Traylon Burks over at Tennessee, and then followed up by Garrett Wilson of the Jets, Chris Olave of the Saints, and then Alec Pierce of the Colts. The Colts, man. Between Pierce and and Pittman Jr., I like their little uh, that youth over there, but the problem is you got Matt Ryan on the back end of his career. So it's just like, who's the – they don't even have a – who'd they get? Nick Foles? Yeah, right? Nick Foles to back him up. So they got to make a move as far as like next year's draft. Maybe they look into the future of their quarterbacks because all of a sudden you have the best running back in football and Jonathan Taylor. You got a great receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. Came on very strong last year. And then now you have Alec Pierce. This this team has a good chance I'm to be big, really I'm good a in a couple Alec of years. Alec Pierce guy, I think he has opportunity to be solid in the league. Um, way bigger than he looks. He's like 6'3". He's, he's very he's like Jordy, honestly. Like that's his body type. 6'3", bigger guy, um, and definitely fast as shit. Coming in at fifth, I think he could outperform some of these guys just because of the situation that he's in. I think he's going to get a ton of looks, and he projects to slot in as the clear number two because Indianapolis got rid of T.Y. Hilton. Even if he was there, you'd probably— Still don't have a home, T.Y. Right I want him to so, go to Dallas. I mean, I, I would, think I would kick there. the tires on him for the six weeks that he's able to play, but— I'm not just I'm not, a walking rather, injury at this I'm, point. If I'm picking a free agent wideout at this point, that's not Odell. Because Will Fuller. It's Will Fuller. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only because you said it earlier. Yeah, it's like uh, I would definitely take on that at this point. Um, stretch the field out a little bit. But Drake Lendon, just the opportunity. He's their number one wideout because Ridley's out. Cordero Patterson's a running back. I mean, Kyle you're going to get tight end. Pitts so is going to get some He's clearly going to uh, get targets. the ball a lot, and their secondary isn't. Uh, their secondary is really good, actually, Atlanta, but their defense doesn't tend to stop people all that often no they were in a bunch of high school they're also up against it a lot because their offense wasn't performing if they're able to do things a little bit differently maybe or they'll be down a lot i don't know there's potential for drake london obviously that's a young team i I just realized so when we were going over the running backs we're talking there's a a tyler algier yeah right so he's a running back for the falcons then you're talking about bringing on a guy like Drake London, then you got Pitts, then next year you'll have Ridley, and then next year you'll have Ritter probably starting. It's a nice little young unit over I there. That might Ridley be... Ridley gets traded as soon as he's able to be. I don't think oh, they don't want to mess with him anymore. I think he would have gotten <laughs> traded before the, the gambling situation came out. I think he was a prime candidate to go this offseason. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, curious to know what Ibby has to say about that, if he agrees with me or not. But what, that he would be traded before really the, the gambling thing? was probably on his way out of Atlanta, and the suspension actually hurt them in Now, is that because of the mental health thing, where he just got, kind of took a backseat to football and it's just stopped far, playing? Maybe, and maybe that could have been the straw that broke bad look back in that situation, but it was also the, the direction of what the, the Falcons were trying to do. Right. You know, and now that they drafted Drake London, I think the writing is even more on the wall. Ibby came in just right there and said, uh, Ridley will be gone. Would have been an, would eagle. Have been an eagle. So, there you go. Um, <sighs> I would have preferred that <laughs> over, over uh, Chris Brown. Olave, I'm seeing comparisons to like a young version of a Isaac Bruce type, Marvin Harrison type. If he's even one, even half of one of those, he's going to be a productive NFL player um, with potential to be as good as maybe one mm-hmm. of them. Um, I really am big on Olave. I wish the Packers would have gotten him. Paulman's all over Pickens. He said he's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, he's going to be suspended by week four for beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> but but 
and and in week nine when he comes back, he's probably gonna fucking go off like the world on fire. I'm also big on picking. You wanted picking so bad in that draft, bro. The the Michigan game. Where he's talking shit to the corner. He's just starching him. He's talking shit to the sidelines. And, like, they're talking shit back. And he just blasts the fucking corner <laughs> cover that was trying to, I don't know, cover him because it was a pat, uh, run block. But he laid the dude out and he pointed to the sideline. And I was like, well, that's the guy I want. <laughs> I'm Perfect for fit it. for the Steelers, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, let's see. Moving on. Hint, no no love for Jalen Tolbert. I guess my father wants me to get him a lawnmower. Oh my 4. god. 4.0. Maybe. Uh Ooh, running back receiving yards. I guess nobody really cares about that. Touchdowns from scrimmage. This is an interesting one. This is like kind of We got my boy uh Christian an appearance. Yeah, here. well, Brees Hall is officially the number one guy in touchdowns from scrimmage with seven. Right after that is Christian Watson of the Packers with six. Sky Moore with six. Traylon Burks with six. Garrett Wilson with six. So real bold predictions here coming out of uh, ESPN right now. Just like, ah, six. He looks like another six. How about another six for this guy? Um, so, but Sky Moore, I'm excited to see what he can do with Mahomes, man. That that might be interesting. Him, uh, which I'm gonna call Juju over there. But where everybody's not even talking about Miko Hardman. Like he's probably even he's not as fast as uh, as as the the cheetah was, but he's a burner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they got some air assault, of course, and like Kelsey up the middle. Hayward Bay type. Uh, he's maybe a little bit Hayward better than Bay. He was. What a name drop that was. I want to say Miko Hardman is that guy that everybody's like, this is going to be the year, and it just never is the year. He is who he is. We are One who they thought they were. One dimensional. Um, yeah. Christian Watson, I think, is a good pick to score at least six or seven touchdowns because of the system that he's in with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Um, oh yeah, listen, a lot of your guys, your, your stats will drastically be good if you're playing right away with a really good quarterback. That's why I think Watson's going to have a hell of a year. That's why I think Sky Moore is going to blow up. I really do. I'm even very high on, and I know this is a cowboy twist, but Jalen Tolbert. They took him in the third round. He's uh, was. People said he was the most NFL-ready receiver going into the draft. He slips to the third round. The Cowboys pick him up. And now, look, he has an opportunity to be very good very early, considering the fact that uh, Gallup might miss time and James yeah, Washington is going to be the NFL whatever. Like a league of opportunity yeah. in a lot of senses. Like He's going to take advantage of Most of these of guys are running four, 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 fives, and they could catch because that's why they got to the NFL. You give them the opportunity, and some of these guys actually could be stars. I don't know that Jalen Tolbert's a star. No, I'm kidding. He might be really good. I was had my eye on him as well, Dave. You know I was big on the receivers this year, so yeah. I did my homework on yeah. them. Jalen Tolbert, yes. Um, even what Kyle's bringing up, the Packers got Torre from Nebraska, and he is a big dude, but I think that the guy that they're more excited about is Romeo Dubs, and the name is great. Dubs. Romeo Dubs, <laughs> like baby. Uh, looks like we have uh, some defense here. Uh, leading the rookie class in tackles, Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens, uh, Devin Lloyd of the Jaguars, Lewis uh is it sign or kind? Cine, maybe? Cine, whatever. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. with 71. And, of course, Ahmad, Sauce Gardner, coming in at five with 68 tackles. I'm excited about Sauce. I really, the you comment, know, the Sauce Gardner, I, that is. I wholeheartedly disagree with maybe this entire list outside of Devin Lloyd. Well, Devin Lloyd. I just think well, that you got three, Devin Lloyd better. You got, two, <laughs> like, you got two corners leading the way with tackles. There's, like, wasn't there a, wasn't there a linebacker drafted? Like yeah. Any? <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. And about that. Kyle Hamilton, eighty-seven tackles. I don't know. Maybe that's that's pretty pretty high for a rookie safety. And mm-hmm. you would expect that Baltimore's front is a little more stout than that. Baltimore had a great draft. Um, 
So those are tackles. Interceptions, they gave it to Sauce Gardner with 2.1. So you can get a tenth of an interception in the NFL, by the way. Um, so naturally, you know they're using analytics because now there's fraction points over here. Um, Kyle Hamilton obviously coming in with two. Derek Stingley Jr., uh, expect big things out of him in, in Houston. But again, you're in Houston, so it's kind of tough. Uh, the sacks. This guy better lead the league in, or the rookies and sacks. Trayvon Walker, which is obviously the Jaguars' number uh, number one pick this year. Uh, apparently, he's going to get seven point four sacks. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson with seven point one. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Thibodeau uh, for the Giants for seven, and Jermaine Johnson the second. Uh, he's coming in there at five five eight. So interesting i like this whole article to be honest with you like when you when you predict the, the yeah. future of these guys like who's going to make the biggest impact it, it really all depends on situation i think you know what i mean like with these receivers it's very easy to say like well he's the best it's receiver like a, you like gotta wonder who's like throwing a bunch the of rock things that go into the the bowl and when you're making this recipe on who's going to have the best season it doesn't make them the best player it doesn't mean that they're going to have the best career i'm talking about who's going to come in and make an immediate impact in the nfl this season and that's the guys that we talked about um i think the defense is we could throw their fucking list away. And a lot of these lists is like, we didn't talk about a lot of the guys in the receivers because there's so many of them. They're only giving us five. We're forgetting about the Jets guys, the, the Lions, like Sky Moore, we talked about in the touchdowns part, but we didn't talk about him in the receiving yards part. It's True. Vice versa. So there's a lot of rookie wideouts and we'll get more into it. Oh, I forgot about Vanta Scantling too. As the, yeah, Mark MVS. I, I'm Moore. just saying that she's. I was going to say, Ryan's talking about the receivers and he, and he left out Sky Moore, <laughs> you know? Wow. So. So they, look, have, I mean, they have some options out there, of course. And <laughs> Scoop said you didn't talk about Antiani. Is he technically still a rookie? <laughs> I've been talking about Antiani. I'm tired of hearing uh, any Jaguar running back at this point. Because Scoop, Scoop, I will be praising the Jaguars until week three when they're 0-3. Because I'm, I'm predicting <laughs> them to do well this year. So until I can't do that anymore, I'm going to talk really well about them. Um, I think they have potential to be... Look, if this, if this Trayvon Walker is as good as... People think he is, and he shot up the draft boards, and he's the first pick. That was a late bloomer on the, on right? the draft boards as then, far as number one overall Then you couple him pick. with Josh Allen on the front with Jacksonville, and that's, that's the makings of something potentially great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. and, and then it's all about Trevor Lawrence. So we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. Packers, Jags, Super Bowl. Oh, there it is. There Perfect. Buy some tickets. Um, <laughs> if the Jaguars – can the Jaguars make the playoffs this year? It's like yes. that division. That division is so tricky can. to think the about. The reason why it, the the reason why you say no is because the Colts, I didn't say no. The I, exist, I asked the question. The Colts <laughs> exist, and you have to think like. Yeah, but do the, the Colts exist right now with Matt Ryan? Yes, I don't know. They existed last year with Carson Wentz well enough to if well because Jonathan Taylor ran all over the place. So if that happens again with their offensive line the way they there's are, there's no reason why great. they shouldn't play good defense and put themselves in a position to at least be a, a 10, 9, 10, 11 win team. The Colts, that is. Thanks, Mike. Uh, the Jaguars, I just think that in the beginning of the year, they might take some teams by surprise. And if Trevor Lawrence is as good as they drafted him to be, which was like the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, then that's a gen that's like a generational talent that will make your team better. Point blank, period. Look what the look what the Bengals are now. Now that Matt Ryan, uh, Ibby is a Matt Ryan apologist, big fan of, of Matty Ice. He's saying Matt Ryan in that offense, they'll win the division, book it. So he thinks it's going to happen. Oh, some breaking news here on pause. He's on weight, ready to go. So this yes. is actually happening tomorrow, 9.30 tomorrow, in the morning. Yeah, I, I, wanted to, I was going to touch on that at the at the exit. So, yeah, 9.30 tomorrow, and you can catch it on flowwrestling.com, and pause is ready to go, made weight. 
maybe after this weekend we'll get Paz in studio and have him, you know, talk a little bit about the upcoming season and and what went down this past season. A lot of ups and downs for Rutgers, but I I, I, I would I whole, would assume he would like to get his like story out there, of course, telling everybody of course, like, look, of course. this is what happened. I'm back. Like Paz is an animal. Never so, went like, anywhere to be honest. Like let. Fucking Big Ten, bro. The uh, dude, it's a, these are no jokes. These are no jokes. Juggernaut of a, a conference. Happy like, to see Paz, you know, out there wrestling in these tournaments because I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I think he took a little bit of time. Yeah, know, and now he's back out there. Got to reassess, go. shut down the engines for a little while, and then rev them back up, and you're good to go. Pause. We're behind you, brother. Let's do it this year. Uh, also, a couple cool happenings with with Chop Sports. We will be getting back in business with Hater Fantasy Sports. Uh, we talked to Dave Vidoro yesterday at length. I talked to him after that. Apparently, there's like a rolodex of guests. I'm not dropping any names or anything like that. And then I will. Dave's I like, will, I'm not dropping any names, but he he's like, but I will post about it. And like, there's going to be like a graphic <laughs> made with all 36 potential guests. I'm just telling you right now, do you know what? Do you want a one name? One name that popped up on the list. And I, already, I mentioned him before, but I, don't, I won't say it again because. I don't want you to say the one guy. I want you to say the other guy. If you could think of the guy that I want you to say, you said him yesterday. I'll just say him. Ricky Henderson. Oh, Ricky Henderson. Yeah. He's, if I that, could pick one guy to interview in life, period, it might be Ricky Henderson. All right. So, but anyway, uh, we have a chance. Now. We do do the Chop Sports Daily. We talk about everything. NFL, baseball, uh, hockey, basketball, everything, right? Would you mind talking a little wrestling on the Chop Sports Daily if this said guest would join us? Do you want to know who it is? Wrestling. Yes. If you, if, if, th- all right. You know what? Think of the, the, the sport of pro wrestling. Who's the first person that comes to mind? Abdul the Butcher. Ah. <laughs> God rest his soul. I think he's dead. Papa Shango. Mm. He's not dead, but he's not the guest. Let me just tell you the opening lyrics of his song. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. (laughs) So chance, little small smidge. I'm not dropping any too many nuggets here, but brother, I think we might have a chance to have a uh, a conversation with. uh, Yeah, well, I'm not even going to drop his name. What you going to do, brother? So anyway, that's a show, guys. I mean, okay. by the way, by the way, great guy, great wrestler, worst finishing move in history with the leg drop. The leg drop. <laughs> like, get your fucking you sweaty ass cheek off my face. No, oh, dude, that was and uh, oh, Bailey came out and said Undertaker. That would be a great, uh, great conversation. But Grasso's got the wow factor. You could always brother. just get that guy. To talk. This to the is all possible. You could call up the guy that Dave watches on YouTube now with these fucking. What is it that you're, you're speaking to the other side? Pay attention to me. No, see, this is... <sighs> They're speaking to the other side. You're going you're gonna to summon the Undertaker's <gasps> spirit from the underworld with your fucking bars. <laughs> Stop. Stop, bro. Because this guy... I, this is why I'm a grown man and I watch TikTok <laughs> like, like Rob. But I watched TikTok the other day. Chris, did you find your I wallet? I did not find my wallet, but I found the culprit, and there's nothing I could do about it because I guess I could call. He's ICE. not registered in the country. Yeah, I could call ICE and be like, bro, this guy threw my wallet in the woods, and there's ticks in there. So what could we do um, here? There's a guy on TikTok, and I don't mean to like go off on a tangent here, but it's funny. There's a guy on TikTok. I don't believe. I, listen, I was born, raised Catholic, right? But I'm not like a practicing Catholic, go to church every day type thing. I go to church for weddings, unfortunately funerals, you know, like that. But like, I don't go on Sundays like I should, like a normal practicing Catholic should, but I don't. So I don't really believe to not not believe, but like I'm not a spiritual dude. There's a guy on TikTok right now. Forget. I think his name is. You never know. Right, you never know. No, and, I know. No, I'm positive. <laughs> so he has, he has these rods that he uses. It's pretty impressive. He has these rods, 
And I bet it is. <laughs> shut up and listen. So <laughs> these rods. So he thinks he could talk to the people in in the afterlife, like like spirits and stuff, right? So he has these rods. They're long rods like this, and they they straighten out. And he literally asks questions. He's like, "Open the rods if I I can ask you a couple questions." And the rods just open, right? And then they go back to normal. Cross the rods if you're with me today. And they cross out of nowhere. I, he's not moving his hand. He's, he's not moving his hand. The hands are steady. And the things are moving. I'm even looking at his thumbs. I'm like, well, maybe his thumbs are pushing it a certain way. They're not. And some of these questions are wild. Have you ever heard of augmented reality? Oh, even that too. We're gonna get so, we're gonna get some of so that. So, Dave, what? Maybe oh. I'm gonna be like, yo, do you know the guy? <laughs> what's it called? Fucking, you never know. Be like, do you guys work directly with a guy on TikTok <laughs> and YouTube named You Never Know? <laughs> Did you make rods for him that explode? Come on, Dave. Dave. Dave actually sat down and said, "Bro, I got into this rabbit hole." <laughs> About, and I thought I was about to hear someone like something about like gun control or something. That, that's a serious topic. No, he's like, no, I was watching this thing. It's like a 45 minute video about this guy that's talking to spirits. And I said, Dave, don't fucking repeat this to anybody because you're killing me now. Uh, Jim Halbert moved a coat rack. I don't know what that means. Jim Halbert's from the office. Oh. You're right. right. Dave believes in Ouija boards too. Yeah, one the other night the sleepover. Dude, I'm listen, go yo. Eat me. Go go over to TikTok. Look up. You never know. And I think never is never. So it's N-E-V-A. Oh, then it's definitely real. <laughs> God, this guy's batting a thousand. Bro, so I'm telling you. Is it fucking Odomay Brown? And, and uh, No, you know it, it's is? a guy with like Does a anybody mohawk know and a, who and a Brown long is? beard is. Does anybody know who Odomay Brown is? I don't. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Odomay Brown. Why does that sound familiar? Odomay Brown. It's a character on a show. It's a character in a movie. Character in a movie. Automate Brown. Some from Tyler Perry something or no? No. <laughs> Close? No. No. <laughs> am I am I treading too too weak here? What am I doing? Otome Brown is from Ghost, and that's Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, there was the spirit. So fucking Otome Brown's uh brother, you never know, right? <laughs> is fucking summoning spirits from the underworld. So if we could get that movie The Undertaker's spirit, that movie scared the piss out of me when those like those the glass cut the yeah. dude in half. Whoa, dude! 19A. Whoa, and that's a great song, by the way. Unchained Melody, definitely a wedding favorite of mine. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. We're getting off on a tangent here. Uh, Dave, the upside down is fake. No, it's not. I actually, damn, the Rangers are playing tonight, which I'm pumped about. But like, I really want to keep going on Stranger Things. I haven't finished. Did yet. Anybody remember the Whoopi Goldberg show? <sighs> Wasn't she on the View? No, she is on the View. She sucks. Um, do you remember the Whoopi Goldberg show? Like the whoopee, it was like whoopee. <laughs> no, I whoopee don't. Plus one. No, no, I do not. Oh man, uh, much, Dave believes in a lot TV of fiction, including Ezekiel seeing a formidable NFL tailback. You're an asshole. Worst Cowboys fan in history, you are, Kyle. Um, but anyway, that that went off on the thing. Go look him up. You never know. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tag him in this, but like, bro, I am all over. It. Like, this is great. All this stuff is great. I actually messaged him. I said, "Can you contact my best friend who passed away in 2007? I want to know. I want to know." Like, I want to know things. <laughs> I want to know. Is it okay to die? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. Are we okay after that? You ever been knocked unconscious? Yes. I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop. Yes, I've been I'm knocked be, unconscious. I'm going to be... Um, it was my last wrestling match <laughs> ever. In, spirit, uh, in the spirit of, like, Spirits. not disappointing my mother, I'm not going to get into religion right now. <laughs> you know, just remember, in an alternate universe, there's probably a YouTube page called Slice Sports. <laughs> <laughs> with Gris Coochie. <laughs> that is 
gold. Yo. Right there. <laughs> that is gold. Oh shit. What do we got here? Super chat? What's this now? What do we got? Towards Dave's turn when he gets back. All right, relax already. He's like, Dave, and Dave's going to do the benching. He's like, I can't believe I got a. I fucking drafted him in the third round and I can't even start him. Save Dirtio. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, it is a feel good Friday after all. I think I've sweat out each and every ounce of booze that I had last night. Oh boy, what a show. Anyway, guys, have yourselves a great weekend. Let's go, Rangers. Get it done. There's a chance I walk into here on a Monday morning up three games to nil. There's a chance. Stop. Will it happen? I don't know. But it is. There's also a really good chance that you walk into here down two games to one. It's pronounced Save. <laughs> Let's go, Rangers. There he is, Tim Riley, my man. Dude, I uh, I went out last night and drank almost just as many beers as <laughs> as we had the other night. Remember I told you the story? You just bought us yeah. beers for no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. Tim, you're the man. So Tim, let's go, Ra- beers, bro. Yeah, let's get go Rangers. Get it done. Thank you guys for watching. Please like the video. That would really uh, do us wonders here for today's show. Uh, so for Sturch and Gooch or, or <laughs> what is it? Coochie. So Cooch. It would be Cooch and Dirch. <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, yeah. All yeah. right. Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's go Rangers. Get it done tonight, boys. Please, for the love of God, get it done. And the lightning strikes here for the third time in the first period. Tim is cowboy. No, I didn't end the broadcast yet because I needed to answer. Tim is not cowboy. And you know, the cowboy guy I was talking about the other night. <laughs> Cowboy. I gotta go. We gotta go. Coochie coochie. Goodbye. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.